1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. at and
2: This is your moment. Your time to shine
0: That was <laughs> the most energetic high I've said in, like, three weeks. I know. Because oh Thanksgiving break. <laughs> uh, this week is so weird. It's, like, weird because this is, like, the first time in my life I haven't had a Thanksgiving break.
4: That's so crazy to me. How many days do you get off?
0: None. I get tomorrow off. That is it. And it's because I don't have classes. Because at 8 a.m. today, I had my constitutional law class, which is my, obviously my favorite class. But the thing is, like, it's two and a half hours with no breaks at 8 a.m., And today's topic was abortion. So that was interesting. And like a lot in the morning. And I was on call. Mind you, it's like Thanksgiving. So it's like, oh my God, abortion. Eh. We have no rights. Eh." And then going to Thanksgiving. Um, So that was interesting. And that's so
4: funny because on the drive from Philadelphia to Delaware, because my family lives in Delaware, that's where we're having Thanksgiving. It's so very obvious when the tide turns because, you know, you drive out of the city You drive out of the state, you hit Delaware, and then every, I think, mile or so, you get those huge billboards that are like, do you want the truth about abortion? Call 1-800-TRUTH to save yourself from hell. And I'm like, Literally.
0: No, like, reading these opinions, and it's crazy because, like, the landmark cases we think of, like, Roe v. Wade, Planned Parenthood v. Casey, like, all these cases that did give us those rights in the Dobbs, you notice that all these opinions in these cases, besides Miss Girl O'Connor are all written by men who just seem so opinionated yeah. about my uterus. And I want to know why. why. Why Why? are you, as a man, who likely cannot even produce anymore, reproduce, thinking about my uterus? That's weird.
4: My favorite argument is weird. that all of these old men, if it was their mistress, they w- like, they've literally paid for their abortions. That part just cracks me up. Because no, I literally. can count the number... On like 30 hands of how many times it's happened
0: like these men average at the age of 80 like baby your time has come and gun like time time to get it go Chuck chuck grassley the senator is generally older than chocolate chip cookies i mean it's like 85 86 87 and he is still a senator you are older than the invention of chocolate chip cookies that's scary you is the same age as the car as the automobile <laughs> that's literally scary he personally that's knows the scary. ford
4: family <laughs>
0: yeah you know henry ford that's crazy it's just so weird and then it's like i had another class from 250 to 550 and he was like i expect to see you there you should expect not i am home i'm home no and your mom so just I hope you had town. a great day
4: yeah no exactly I was talking to my dad every single person should get off Wednesday Thursday and Friday I don't understand why it's just Thursday or just Thursday and Friday all three days they should be off because you're hungover Literally. all of these days <laughs> like, I don't even do
0: have it. tomorrow off I just happen to not have classes on Friday
4: that makes so no like, sense hmm. my uncle's so funny he called me from the car and he was like I'm five sh- jello shots deep and it was 10 a.m. I was like okay <laughs> period Miss, <laughs> I'm was like wait go ahead No, I was just going to say, I also, this is relevant, I passed a billboard for um, drug use and it was like, do you want the truth about drugs? Call 1-800-NO-DRUGS to be safe from the damnation fires of hell. And it reminded me, this is just so funny, it just reminded me of Trump in his speech saying he wanted to execute drug dealers. I was like, okay. I was like, oh, right.
0: Now, like, some people say things publicly and I'm just like, wow.
4: You know what's scary, too, is that, like, Trump's speech, that speech that just happened, he stuck to the script. That was in the script
0: yeah that was the script
4: he didn't add And that's it. what
0: scares me it's cuz like you guys know that my dream is to be first lady um, if it was a position you could run for out I would be running for it right now but <laughs> sadly you have to marry someone to do that Ugh, problem number one but I think that I just couldn't like I would love to be like a senator or like for president or something if it didn't make you like lose your hair and stuff but um my thing is that, like, I could not hold my face in my mouth in these little debates. Because some of the things people say are just so incredibly dumb that I would be like, girl, you did not just say that. But <laughs> you can't say that in a public forum. So it's really interesting. This would never work in reality,
4: in. <laughs> but I would need there to be a dating show for you um, where Ooh. you run. So it's like uh, Love Island, basically. But the winner gets to be first lady and president and they get married for like that week. So, like, they're president and first lady for the week. And there's like a whole dating show. So, not only would you be kind of um, in a romantic contest, you would actually be um, like omitting your political stances as well. So, it's kind of double tiered. And I need it to happen in my brain. It's
0: going to be called Finding Mr. President. HBO, hit my line. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll talk. Your people will talk talk, to my people. Because that's not a bad idea,
4: to be honest. (laughs) Yeah, let me talk to my people. And my people people is
0: Sarah. So, (laughs) HBO, contact Sarah. (laughs) If you're ever um, first
4: lady, though, um, I'm going to be your press secretary. Yes.
0: Um, well, they're going to be young. You're gonna be like, oh my god, good morning, everyone. They're going to be like,
4: oh, why is so positive? <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be 5 a.m. news. It's going to turn it off immediately. No,
0: I would be probably be the worst press secretary. He'll be young. But uh, number one, lower your voice. And number two, come crack with your tone. Number 3 <laughs> listen to your question again because it was stupid. All right. Anyway, <laughs> it's also like part of me when I came to Columbia, I was like, I feel like I could meet my like Mr. President here. But, like, all of the guys I know here are foreign. So it's looking more like Miss Prime Minister. Miss And dual I almost citizen. like that better.
4: Countess? Duchess? I like Duchess, a
0: Duchess? Pr- princess Royal? <laughs> I would love to be the princess of, like, a really random country that no one's ever heard of. Because you get all, like, the bougie of being a royal with, like, literally no work. Genovia. Yeah. P- precisely. <laughs>
4: get to Sorry. juggle pears in your free time. That'd be amazing. No worries in the world. That big old walk in closet that she has. Just pears are like Just your biggest chilling. concern. Yeah.
0: It's like the princess of Monaco. Period. And she's exactly. a real person, too.
4: And what does she get to do, and her sail is younger than her, Go to the yacht club. Go eat. Well, also making political decisions, but you know, in her free but time. Like,
0: there aren't really any because they're sandwiched in between two of the biggest countries in Europe who are basically annexing
4: themselves. So. <laughs> They sure. I love Monaco. When Sydney and I went to Monaco, it was so funny because there's no Uber in Monte Carlo. And if you know me or anything about me, or if you've listened to the podcast, maybe one time, you know that Uber is my literal entire life. By the way, I'm Sarah. <laughs> I'm Sydney. And that's Sydney. <laughs> and we are... Oh my God, our roommate just came in and put her dog in a... In a- like a carry-on bag, and that, this dog looks so mad. She
0: looks so mad. Her face. She said, "Don't look at me."
4: <laughs> <laughs> Our apartment dog does not like to look at Sydney. It really doesn't. We have a long distance relationship. Yeah, yeah. The <laughs> love is there in the heart. Right to dog hair. Yeah. Um, so Thanksgiving. It is the day before Thanksgiving when we're recording this, and um, yeah, this episode is probably going to come out on Friday because I'm not working on Thanksgiving, and. If you are listening to this on Friday, we hope you had an amazing Thanksgiving. What Cindy and I are doing is I'm going to my relative's house in Delaware. I'm seeing my like cousin and his fiance who are getting married in February. They've been dating for literally 10 years, so this has been a long time coming. I felt when they announced their engagement, I felt like that scene in Sex in the City where Charlotte and all of them were sitting at the table, and Carrie tells everyone that Big and them are getting married, and Charlotte stands up and goes, Aah! and everyone at the restaurant looks and she goes, I'm sorry, everyone but my friend here just said she's getting engaged and she's been dating the man for 10 years. That's, That's gonna be Sarah. Yeah.
0: No, if I stayed with my ex, I feel like would have been you for sure because it would have been like 86 years.
4: Oh my God. Um, yeah, and in, in like 2032, you guys get married. Literally,
0: yeah. There's, there ain't no way. There's actually 0% chance it'll ever happen. Anyway, I feel like though, when I get engaged, you're gonna be more emotional than I will
2: be.
4: I've been more... Every single milestone in your life that I've been present for, I've been more emotional than you. Getting into Columbia, yeah. I cried, you didn't, <laughs> at least at first, yeah. because I was sobbing in my room with my ex, he was like, get a grip, it's okay. Um
0: yeah. LA was like, oh, law school. I'm very emotionally flatlined.
4: <laughs> but then, but I feel like you feel things so deeply, you just don't show it.
0: Yeah. Like, I say that, like, it's weird, though, because I'm a Cancer which means I'm, I am a very emotional person but yeah. I feel like 97% of the time I'm like emotionally flatlined. but when I do feel something and like something does get to me I feel it extremely deeply it's just rare that I do
4: last episode you were hilarious you were trying to explain that but you kept saying I'm not a very emotional person but I'm also the most emotional person and you were yeah. like, oh that was so contradictory but it's true in regards to And you. it's a
0: duality that somehow exists and <laughs>
4: then how would you explain me because I feel like when I get Sarah emotion. sends
0: me Because when I met Sarah She was like I literally don't ever cry I think I've seen her cry 486 times since
4: well, That was true she when just, we first met And then something happened yeah, life And happened. now I cry at all yeah. our commercials It's
0: because Sarah's a very like I don't even know how to cry She's like a very She's like a princess like, She has a very childlike heart In the sense that like If a puppy does a puppy thing Or like a Disney movie Is a Disney movie Or like Love happens She'll cry cause She's just so joyful you know, like, sometimes Sarah's scarily joyful. I'm like, girl, how are you so happy?
4: <laughs> <laughs> um, That's what my family describes me as, too, because I'm an only child. So they've known me when I was in third grade. Like, where is my tiara? You know, they've, they've known me since yeah. that point. So You would
0: literally scare me.
4: Oh, I'm so happy literally. we didn't know each other prior to the time that yeah, we did. Yeah, there's no way. We would way. not have been friends.
0: <laughs> yeah, there's no way we would have been friends <laughs> in
4: middle school or, like, elementary school. That's just so funny. No, watch have been best friends. Anyway. Um, I'm seeing my cousin and I'm seeing my other cousin who actually was on Beat Bobby Flight, which is super cool. He's a chef. He has restaurants in like Nashville and South Carolina. And I'm also seeing my aunt and uncle. My uncle does triathlons. Good for him. He could be over there and I will be over here. And I'm also seeing my uncle Mike.
0: Is your cousin cooking?
4: Um, he's cooking a lot. And also he's bringing his newborn.
0: Newborns are so cute little smushy little they muffins. are so <laughs> smushy
4: oh do you know that tiktok where the mom is like oh my son's neck is a whole hawaiian roll bun bun roll yeah or whatever
0: no like there's my one of my law school classes is in like a separate building and the building is next to a kindergarten so the kids are always walking out wearing their little like coats and their little little rope and when i'm going to class i go to class 250 so they're getting out at three and i like like almost cry so like and they probably think i'm creepy because i'm like you're so precious
4: Your entire TikTok for you page is babies.
0: Literally just babies.
4: For Thanksgiving, you're having your mom over and it's a bunch of your law school friends, right? Yeah.
0: So it's funny because I couldn't go home because I had class today and I have class Monday and next week is my last week of classes before finals. So I wanted to like not have to travel or I would just like stay here and study. And my mom is like the only person in my family who understands that like I am in law school and I do have to study. So I feel like that was the best reconciling of that was her coming here. So, a lot of my friend group in law school is foreign. Actually, all of them are foreign. So, they obviously can't go home for Thanksgiving. So, it's going to be me, my mom, five guys, and my girlfriend from Spain. So, um, yeah. My mom's so excited, though. I think she loves cooking for, like, a big group of people. You know, my mom is very social, and I'm not. So, she's excited.
4: You're so social, but you're just a different kind of social. She's social in the way where she can... I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I, I think I would explain it the same way I would explain you and me. She's a introverted extrovert. And you're an extroverted introvert. No.
0: Yeah. She's like, she's like pet mom extrovert. No,
4: no, no. You, uh, she's an extroverted extrovert. You're an introverted extrovert. Yes. That's how like, I would explain it. Once my
0: social battery is up, no, I got to recharge. Can't do it. Yeah, that's. Like, I'll literally be out with my friends and I'll be like, rant. Like, I'll be having fun. Like, a switch will happen. I'm like, yeah, I'm going home.
4: That's so true. Ugh. And you know what? As I was explaining this to someone earlier. The way I recharge is by going out with people. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And there's a huge misconception about introverts and extroverts is that extroverts love hanging out with people and introverts hate being around people. And that's so not true. It's just that entire term depends on how you recharge. So do you recharge at home alone, like watching TV or reading a book or meditating or just being by yourself in general? Or do you recharge being out and around people and like going out to dinner with your friends, et cetera, et cetera. And that's all it means. So like introverts can honestly like being around people more than extroverts. It's just how you like rebuild. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write, Is your family allowed to talk politics at Thanksgiving? Because mine is, and I'm the only liberal in my family, and it, I feel like it's just me throwing punches in every direction. <laughs> uh,
0: well, my family don't really talk at Thanksgiving.
4: Um, oh, that's so depressing. No,
0: literally. Like, everyone, like when we have Thanksgiving at my dad's house, it's really my dad, my sister, my mom, my stepmom, and my little brother, and everyone just, well, we sit my little brother down like eight hours earlier and feed him, and everyone just sits there. And then we get – my dad orders Popeyes because no one can cook.
4: That's so funny because I – um, we have these, like, huge family gatherings with, like, 12 people at each gathering every single Thanksgiving. We all eat dinner together, whatever. And the formula, politics, it always goes the same way because we don't have that no politics, no religion rule here. Um, in fact, we, like – we – Everybody feels like they should talk about it because everybody's political belief is basically the same except for yours truly. So my dad always brings something up, everyone usually murmurs in agreement, and then I usually say something that irates all 12 people and then we all start yelling about it until the end of dinner. But like it's not even a heated discussion. It's just like funny at this point because I'm like the only
0: person No, that's how I felt last week cuz like we had an hour ride to this firm event and I was talking about um I guess it really isn't really political but it became political. And it was like a debate that was happening on Twitter about Drake's new album and how he makes a joke about Megan the Stallion getting shot and lying about it. And I was saying how, like, I'm not supporting the song because I don't think that making fun of violence against women is funny, number one. And number two, that there's already a problem with believing women when it comes to violence, domestic violence, etc. So the fact that he's making a joke out of it, I do not support. I'm like Ugh, it's rap music uh, literally he's just talking about life like it's the way joke and it's like a double entendre and like yo jake's just so above he's like not even mid uh, and i'm like okay that's not the problem we're talking about i'm talking about a greater issue that's perpetuated by this kind of culture and the fact that because it is part of like, a song now men are like, joking about it and agreeing with it and i was like let me stop because i don't have to do this at home because my parents don't like talk like that and like my whole family is liberal because we're black Um, if we weren't, that'd be a little bit concerning. Um, so we don't really talk about it that much. And if we do, it's more like we bring up an issue, talk about it. i tell them what they should believe. And I'm like, okay, let's go. Continue. So it was a very interesting debate, but I'm just like,
4: "Mm." it's always the littlest things too. Like the things that I think are non-controversial, like at dinner the other day, I was saying, um, this was around my grandparents. I was like, oh, you know, like only unreasonable people think Trump is perfect. And they both looked at me and gasped. And I was like, I didn't think this would be a point of contention right now. (laughs) You know, like I thought I was being (laughs) like totally neutral in that statement. You know, (laughs) they got so mad at me. They were like, are you calling me unreasonable? I was like, yeah, actually a little bit.
0: (laughs) It's just crazy to me. Also
4: religion too, because everyone says the now there are three rules. It's like religion, money, politics. Um, Money is like the newest one. But religion is so interesting because my entire family is Catholic and – we're just all such different levels of Catholic. Like my uncle believes very firmly that everything in the Bible is true. He, um, nothing is up for interpretation essentially. Like, you know how a lot of people say a lot of these stories in the Bible are fables or just morals, you know, not to him, you know? And, um, my dad kind of mentioned something of like along those lines and my uncle lost his mind. Like, lost his mind. And it was crazy. I think he got more mad about that than anything political we've ever talked about. Isn't that wild?
0: That's crazy, because, like, one of my close friends is, like, because I consider myself non-denominational, but he's, like, strict Catholic. Like, strict, strict, strict Catholic. It's interesting, because, like, we had the same political beliefs, but our reasoning behind them is so wildly different. But for me, just interesting to, like, hear thought processes. Because, like, obviously I love debating people. So they're just, like... If it's an intelligible argument and it's not, not based on pure bias or, like, bigotry, then I like to hear people's points. Because then it helps me like fortify my own points. But also I think it's interesting to hear people's lines of thinking and how they got to that place.
4: Yeah. And then sometimes, though, when it's kind of based in, you're so right, it has to be based in fact. Like, I have, there has to be a point of contention where we can kind of meet in the middle and agree on something like a basic moral value and if not because there are a lot of people like that then it's like it's not even worth my time to talk to you
0: so now that we spent 25 minutes talking about literally everything but the topic (laughs) um today's topic is about getting over a crush because we have done a lot of topics or episodes in the past about reeling from breakups or maybe even situationships but i feel like an equally hard or um difficult to navigate situation is like when you do have feelings for someone and you could see something happening with them and you kind of develop this idea or fantasy in your head of like i have a crush on them like we could always we could be really good together blah 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 having to divest yourself emotionally from that person and getting over a crush which is kind of hard because you're never really with them in the first place But in your head, you could have been. It's just a weird, tricky situation. And it's hard. And we all have to do it. And so we're going to talk about
4: that. That was good. Because it's so hard. I remember, I've been seeing these TikToks all this week where... Girls are coming on saying that oftentimes getting over situationships is way harder than getting over someone you've been in a relationship for years with, which is so true. Um, I mean, because I know I'm obviously going through a really hard time with my ex still, but there were some situationships I've had in my life where it felt like a boulder fell on me and then the devil lifted up the boulder and stabbed me in the chest 13 times and then like I got eaten by an alligator. You know what I mean? You know that feeling, that quirky <laughs> that, feeling? I
0: think it's the what if yeah. factor, because, like, when you're actually in a relationship with someone, like, especially long-term, and it doesn't work out, you know that you've exhausted opportunities, you've exhausted ways of, like, trying to reconcile your issues. So, like, you've tried, you've tried, you've tried, and it's just not working to the point where, like, you had to, there's no else, there's no other, um... There's <laughs> no
4: Nice. <laughs> oh, there's no
0: other, there's no other option but to break up. But when it comes to, like, a crush or a situationship, it's more so, like, something else is the reason why it can happen. Like, whether it's emotional unavailability, whether it's just, like, wrong time, right person, which I don't believe, or just, like, people healing and, like, it's just not the right time and space. Maybe they don't like you back or it's, like, an attraction thing. I feel like the what-if component and, like, having to um, kind of deconstruct this, you've built around this person is so much harder because you can't at least be like okay well I tried I exhausted like any remedy that I could have put forward to like salvage the relationship and that's what makes it so much harder
4: we definitely need to talk about right person wrong time because I don't believe in that either and that's one thing Cindy and I vehemently agree on I think it's so yeah. dumb and I think it's just an excuse to like stop talking to the other person one two is that it sucks because with a crush if there's not an official breakup, oftentimes people resort to ghosting or making up bullshit excuses. And when you're left with that, instead of the real reason why they're calling things off, as much as it might hurt, you're left to your own fruition to kind of invent reasons why they broke things off with you if it was on them. Um, And if it's on you, it's a lot of guilt. But if it's on them, think about it like you're just sitting there inventing these really negative reasons about yourself why this person called things off and it they might not even be the real reasons it might not even be personal but when someone does something as shallow as ghosting or bullshitting you with you know it's the it's not a good time for me you're never gonna know and you're just gonna sit there thinking it's so much worse than it actually is it's it's just like a maturity thing it
0: really is and that's like I value communication so much some people just ghost I think ghosting is so rude And people are always like, well, ghosting is them telling you they don't want you. Well, then why can't they just say that, you know? I feel like it's a cowardly thing to do. I feel like it's disrespectful. And I feel like if you at any point were intimate with someone or, like, had remote romantic feelings or, like, a physical relationship with someone, the least you can do is explain to them why you no longer want to pursue it and be respectful about it, you know?
4: Especially if you've been sexually intimate. Yeah. Especially, especially, especially. Because on the women's side, I think in general – Sex means a lot more emotionally to women than it does to men in most cases. I'm not going to say that's all men because it's not true, but in most cases that is what happens. So when you as a dude kind of leave someone without any explanation, you don't know what that can do to someone's self-confidence. I think that's really, really rude. Um, But I think kind of transitioning to more, you know, like a solution, something more positive is, and I talk about this a lot, but starting to focus on yourself is so important whether that's engaging in a new activity or realizing that it's okay to be alone realizing that it's better to be alone than it is of someone who doesn't appreciate you is really important and that can build back up your self-confidence I
0: agree and I feel like there's so you know how like people we talked about earlier about how like sometimes when you're extroverted like being able to go home and like be by yourself and recharge is what keeps you extroverted I feel like it's kind of the same about being in relationships that like I know for me, like, I was in a long-term relationship, so, like, what or lo- whatever it was, we get it. Um, <laughs> it. In order for me to, like, be able to move on and feel like I could continue to want to date or, like, be in a healthy relationship or at least be in a better mindset with myself about relationships, I needed to, quote-unquote, recharge, and my way of recharging was being alone. And, like, it, obviously, we have that whole episode about being alone, so insert that entire episode right here, but I feel like being able to not necessarily like fall back in love with myself but like realize that i can exist and thrive and like be happy without relying on someone else is what's going to allow me to be in that relationship in the future so i feel like yeah i've had crushes here and there but like at the end of the day i know that like when it does come to the person that's worth investing in i know that i'll be in the right headspace because i was able to learn how to like detach myself emotionally focus on myself, realize what I do need out of someone, and realize that, like, this crush isn't it, you know, or this relationship isn't it, and it's not serving me, so time to bye bu- bu- bye move on.
4: That's right, and aside from that, I think that it is equally as important if you're looking for a relationship to love yourself and also realize that you are worthy of love in the future. Just because it hasn't worked out yet doesn't mean that it never will.
0: Because I do, I feel like I fall into that mind space sometimes where it's, like, I don't know why things have never worked out for me, like, I feel like I'm not attractive, like, why hasn't someone i feel like i have so much to give why hasn't someone recognized that and it's like not a progress where i wake up one day and i'm like oh like i don't feel that way anymore i do feel like that often especially like in the wake of a long-term relationship um it's not one of those things where you just wake up one day and you're like oh i'm deserving of love i'm gonna find some partner you know like one people say you usually find a partner when you least expect it but i think also it's like a constant reminder or a constant battle of having to remind yourself like you are worthy all that stuff like manifestations or affirmations or whatever and i feel like obviously like i have my own beliefs as to whether those not whether those things work or not i think it's more so just reminding yourself that like your worth doesn't come from a partner doesn't come from a promotion doesn't come from whatever you know like that stuff's all intrinsic or innate
4: what really helped me is the um, idea that your partner is supposed to compliment your life, not be your life. Purr. And I struggled with that when I was little, like in high school. When I was little, I was like 18. I was like
0: when I was a child.
4: Yeah, <laughs> when I was five. No. Um, but think about it. I mean, Sydney and I talk about this all the time. You grow up with Disney movies and ideals, especially like for me growing up in a conservative household. Um, everything that I did was supposed to aspire to marriage And um, not that this is my parents' fault or anything, but even my parents' dynamic. My dad was the one who worked full time and my mom was financially dependent on that and she didn't work and she chose to raise me. You know, so I'm growing up with all these very traditional ideals. So realizing that I can take up my own space and be my own force and whoever's supposed to be with me through that is just a compliment, not the entire thing. I know my mom doesn't consider my dad her whole life, but you know what I'm getting at. I feel you.
0: Especially, like, having divorced parents, like, I see the way that stuff affects you in the long term and how important it is to, like, make sure you have your own thing going on just because, like, it is hard when you, like, invest your entire life into someone and then they end up, like, not being who you thought they were.
4: I will also say this in the most PG-13 way I can, but um, exploring yourself sexually by yourself is very important to loving being alone at least it was for me and my journey um because I am a very sexually forward person if you've listened to any single episode of the podcast you know this especially our early ones uh when we really dive in there but um for now I will say that uh, learning more about myself in that way and learning what brings me the most pleasure is a great it made me feel way more confident in being alone in my own sexual abilities
0: yeah like I have the kind of opposite thing where like I somewhat felt guilty for like not wanting to be that way because i feel like i should have been or i needed to be but i think because that was such like a troublesome part of my relationship that like i kind of retreated back fully into my celibacy era and like for me that's where i drew my so- my strength from because i finally like i wanted to detach that from being like the source of my attractiveness or the source of like why people wanted to be with me and, you know, I just became chill. I was just chilling to meet my thoughts and vibing, you know.
4: And that's so important, too, because in this day and age, people are way more forward with their sexuality, which is an amazing thing. But also there are people who are not. Not that you're not, but I feel like it's really important to include these people as well because – or people who do feel very, very comfortable in their celibacy era. Um It's so important to recognize that, like, just because your one friend it feels a certain way about – sex or just people around you in your life you know family friends like even significant others um it's really important that no one makes you feel guilty about that one and two that you recognize that literally every single person is different everyone has a different libido everyone has different societal views on sex
0: i think also like this, this whole narrative of, like you have to quote unquote get with someone new to get over someone i just really don't think that's true because i feel like mm-hmm. if you're doing that you're just investing your energy or your time or your work into someone else of yourself. That's
4: why Cindy and I always try to redirect your energy to get over someone, reconnect with yourself. And there's so many ways to do that. Yeah. And that also includes sexually. Um, I also kind of like the idea of self-care, but Cindy and I talk about this a lot too. It's like that doesn't in- just include taking bubble baths and doing a face mask. That is primarily reconnecting with yourself and your hobbies and spending time with family and friends, really learning how to be alone, actively loving yourself for you, whether that means journaling or, I don't know, manifesting, doing yoga, you know, do, cooking, exercising, that manifests differently for a lot of different people. But trying to make yourself feel special in a lot of ways and treating yourself is very important. Just don't make sure, I mean, just make sure that whatever you're treating with yourself with doesn't become a habit. So like, alcohol for example or substance abuse make sure that it doesn't do you know what i mean like you can treat yourself with a glass of wine just make sure that's not the way you treat yourself every day
3: yeah
0: find healthy coping mechanisms so that's like going on walks by yourself like taking yourself on solo dates, which i actually love doing like going to get coffee by yourself and like just reading just vibing it'd be cute or whatever and peaceful
4: there's a lot happening these days
1: Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of Smoke and Audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT and
2: Right here, right now, find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next-day installation, and all backed by the Right Price Guarantee.
4: During recording, Cynthia likes to send me tweets, <laughs> and I, I do. can't stop laughing.
0: <laughs> They're so random. He said, poor people's if tweets.
4: If you ever hear me giggle in the middle of an episode, that's why I'm giggling. My is <laughs> yeah. just so funny. Your For You page in particular makes, it brings me so much joy. It's so funny.
0: I See, I'm happy because like, after Elon took over, I was scared, but my Twitter is so perfectly curated, I didn't see any of that mess. Well, because when did you it. first get your Twitter? When I was like nine. <laughs> Because I liked One Direction. I had a One Direction account. Um, You know what's such a weird part of, like, having a crush? is like, when they send you really weird music and you have to, like, force yourself to, like... Oh, my God, stop. Sorry, I do not want to listen to... (laughs) whatever this is is.
4: throw back to when I said in the episode where I was talking about being single um that I'm not Mac Miller's biggest fan I use that as an example because my ex really likes Mac Miller and he texted me right after and was like sad to hear you don't like Mac Miller." sideways face
0: (laughs) no like when I said that I the worst the best part about my breakup was that I don't listen to Eminem anymore I got chewed out by him for that
4: I was like mm. I don't
0: know if that was the main takeaway from that conversation um but yeah go off king it's like I also had to, remember that one time Sarah was there for this I convinced myself fully that I was a fan of country music for this guy because he was a country singer you
4: were in your folk country era yeah for, I, I think was a cosplaying. year straight I was cosplaying as
0: a, as a country guy out from Florida
4: I said something about Kanye to my ex once and my ex loves Kanye I think is obsessed with this man, and this is this is less. I'm not being serious. Like this is just hilarious. Um, we were in the car one time, and we were on a, like a long road trip, which made it so awkward because near the beginning of the car ride, I said something about Kanye, where I was like, I don't really like him. He rubs me the wrong way. Um, this is even before his whole anti-Semitic situation. I was just like, you know, I'm not really his biggest fan, and my ex um, flipped out at me, and we didn't talk for like 20 minutes with that car. Ride. <laughs> it's like Sarah you don't understand what music means to me
0: yeah I remember they're virtuoso like, okay. because they listen to <laughs> it's Drake important Kanye, to everyone but okay like, all
4: right. that's one thing about straight guys that gives me such a serious ick when they think their music is the elite form of music
0: yeah I just let them I just let them talk I'm
4: like wow you're just so deep I love your music taste this is crazy <laughs> <laughs> this is literally crazy it's also so easy to pit against me too because my idea of music is like top 100 musical theater Disney Yeehaw situation
0: I have a weird amount of energy right now. I haven't had energy in like three months.
4: I'm so happy. I love when you have energy on the podcast because it's always so fun to edit. (laughs) Because I took a nap. I never take naps. You always used to take naps and then you started law school and then you stopped.
0: I know. It's crazy. Napping was like half my personality. Now I can't
4: do it. I think another really important thing, which Cindy and I talk about a lot, is that let yourself feel all the feelings. It's okay to feel sad and it's, this I struggle with because I'm a very 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 positive person and I always want to be positive. But think about the term positive. Positive is so relative that if you're not sad ever, you have nothing to compare your positive to. So you're just neutral all the time. Is that what you want to be? Do you want to be boring? No, feel all the feelings and just let yourself like go to those sad places so that you can come back twice as strong. Yeah. I think I'm allergic to my own tears. To your own what? Tears. Because sometimes I'll <laughs> cry and my eyes will get so screamed. Sydney, I thought you said taters. <laughs> it's like you're allergic to tater tots, that's so depressing.
0: If I was allergic to tater tots, then we had riot. That's why I like potatoes so much. They're so versatile. Ooh, I love potatoes. 90s.
4: Stop. Oh gratin. Gretin?
0: <laughs> I was wondering, like, how did how did that become like the bougie potato and then fries became like the not bougie potato fries are like, so good decided that this potato type is
4: elite Cindy, next time have you ever homemade fries before yes next time you homemade fries go on Gordon Ramsay's TikTok and make it the way he makes it it's so good it's with rosemary and parmesan and I know you love those oh
0: yeah I saw his like egg thing where he like puts like sour cream or like egg, or like milk in his scrambled eggs and I was like it's so weird so I, just, I can't even imagine what eggs taste like
4: eggs are just like cloudy. That's the perfect way to describe them. They taste like a cloud that's been sitting there a little too long. Like maybe a little murky cloud. That's what they taste like. Ew. This morning I ordered a bacon egg and cheese sandwich without the egg.
0: So a book. (laughs) book. Oh hold At Strokos, which is my favorite breakfast place in Colombia, they... This guy, I just got he got a bacon egg and cheese and no egg and cheese. It was literally just a bagel and bacon, like no sauce or nothing. Ew,
4: that's so dry. Was like, so
0: you're dry, so you're a dry person for a dry sandwich.
4: <laughs> yeah, at least my book had some aioli on it.
0: <laughs> Who aioli? I don't know what aioli means. I think it just means mayonnaise, but I like it.
4: Yeah, I would also say another really important thing um, is having a good support system, um, which kind of leaks into a conversation we talk about a lot. About making sure you have friends around you who that are just like genuinely concerned for you overall. Making sure you have a good support system is really important for these types of situations because I have accepted the fact that I'm good alone, but without my support system, I don't know what I do. Like for me, that's my mom and my roommates and like my dad and my family. But if I didn't have you guys, that would be a little bit tough for me, to be honest. What do you think?
0: I see. I just rant to the air and everyone's like, Are you okay? I'm like
4: (laughs) Oh, also that can mean a therapist too like having someone there to just like talk to oh I have a question for you so let's say that you're dating a guy for anyone for five months and let's say that the other person calls it off do you think even though like you or let's say it's a situationship let's say it's not even an ex like let's say you've just been dating talking whatever and let's say one person breaks it off do you think it's still okay to be friends with that person or do you think there should be no communication whatsoever i will decrease from five months to like three or four how's that they can try like one of my ex- situationships
0: this man be texting me every day talking about let's get like coffee let's hang out i was like mm. i think it also depends on like how things ended because like if it was like something out of disrespect like why would one them, someone doesn't respect me you know, but if it was, like, a mutual thing and you decided, that like, you just aren't romantically compatible, I mean, you can definitely be friends because, like, obviously there's still a connection there. But, like, if I think it depends on the source of why you guys ended things. Because if it's,
4: like, a disrespect thing, like, absolutely not. That's a great answer. I completely agree. It depends on how it ended and also how that person fits into your life. Because if you're in the same friend group or if you hang out with a lot of the same people, I think it might be in your best interest to stay friends. But if not, then scoop. It, yeah, I guess it just depends on the situation. For sure, you're so right. Because if there's a level of disrespect there, it's not worth it. Oh, I have another question for you.
0: What what what's your question, Sarah?
4: I always feel like Ellen when we do this podcast, and I have questions for you. I literally just feel like Ellen. <laughs> you're my celebrity guest, Ellen, and I'm just asking you questions. Oh my god, period. isn't she controversial now?
0: She like bullies her. I don't know if she still has a show anymore. The model of her show was so weird. It was like want to take this like innocent five-year-old from youtube bring them on the show give them like a pop-tart and then give them absolutely nothing else
4: and then get someone to scare the bejesus out of them popping up from the table yeah (laughs) i never really understood that
0: she used to bring on kids a lot my favorite like interview show was carpool karaoke oh
4: no you know which one Uh, that's a good one but you know which one i really liked um that game show where they took people in a taxi cab and asked them trivia questions
0: oh cash cab
4: yes i
0: no, it was my my dream show to be on would either be Cash Cab or Family Feud.
4: You'd be my favorite meme of all time is Steve Harvey going sit on it. Yeah,
0: I, okay, that was a family show when I used to watch it. There was no talking about sitting. Uh,
4: <laughs> no, it got slightly more inappropriate since I feel like you and I stopped watching it when we were younger.
0: It, yeah, for sure. Sometimes people like answers on there like, there's no way they select you to be on this show. I know. There's no way that you went through tryout rounds and you made it to the show and that was your answer.
4: (laughs) So weird. Some of them are dumb too because you can tell some of them like misunderstand the question. Steve Harvey will be like, you know, women's clothing. And they'll be like, ugh. Like they'll say something so obscure. Boots.
0: Like boots. And I'm like.
4: (laughs) All right. My question for you was, what do you feel about distractions? Because a lot of people say. Almost as common as uh, the way to get over someone is to get under someone else. A lot of people say, oh, just distract yourself, distract. Like, do you think there's some level of truth to that? And if so, how far should you go with distracting yourself before you let yourself feel the feelings?
0: I know, I feel it immediately. I gave myself a rule where, like, I let myself feel it, feel it, feel it for like a week, and then it's time to, like, get up, get back to my stuff. Because, like, the longer you push it off, the longer you're delaying your own healing, you know? What about you?
4: I think there's such a thing as a healthy distraction, but again, we were talking about like substances and unhealthy coping mechanisms, so just make sure you're not distracting yourself with that, but if your distraction is like, okay, you know, I'm tired of being sad, let me go like cook something and listen to my favorite song, that's a great distraction, even I know the way I like to distract myself is going out on weekends, I love night clubbing and I love going to bars and hanging out with my friends and just being around people who give me positive energy in general. that is a huge distraction for me. I think just to make sure that like your distractions don't become habits and then you're set. And also if there's a healthy balance with distracting yourself and letting yourself feel the feelings, I don't think each of them are mutually exclusive. I
0: agree.
4: Yeah. Oh, you do. <sighs> Stop. I agree. I agree. Um, and I know another thing I wanted to talk about is how everyone or how a lot of people after a situationship ends, they kind of like to – obsess over people's social media accounts and I'm one of them and I was raising my hand in the background but I then I realized you guys can't see me do that (laughs) so
0: yeah no I'm literally covering my face
4: (laughs) (laughs) yes Sydney and I are definitely big perpetrators of that um and I would try to advise you not to but sometimes you literally just can't help it
0: (laughs) Yeah,
4: I think don't a little bit nosy yeah don't feel bad don't feel too bad I'm
0: only jeopardizing my own peace, but like also, a good question is, like, how to know when to start getting over someone. Like, if there's not, like, an explicit conversation. I'm always the kind of person that says you should just communicate. And, like, that's how you can get your answer. Because you can think what ifs all you want. But you're not going to know your answer unless you ask.
4: Yes. Oh, my God. Do you know what I just thought of? What? I just had an epiphany. A lot of women, at least in my life, have always told me, what if they treat the next girl the way I wanted them to treat me? Have you seen that yeah. on social media and yeah. stuff?
0: I'm one of those people that have said that. Are you? How are you going to start behaving after? Because I huh?
4: feel like what I always tell people and also what I always see the advice is on social media. If they weren't like that with you, they're not going to be like that with anyone. Like they're not just going to change – their entire personality and the way they exist in relationships because they just started dating someone new you know this woman isn't persephone she's not beyonce like this is just another average girl who they're gonna treat like shit as well i slightly disagree i slightly
0: disagree tell me i do think that men don't change in general usually like once a cheater always a cheater once manipulative always manipulative like that's sometimes just innate to who the person is But I do see people argue sometimes that men will change for the quote-unquote the right woman. But when people say that, I think that they will change in the beginning and convince themselves that they are different and then fall back into old habits again. It's called masking.
4: It's masking and, like, infatuation. Because when you start dating a person, obviously there's huge – There's a lot of lust going on and a lot of infatuation, but then once you start feeling comfortable in the relationship, you're going to fall back into old habits. Masking is totally a thing and love bombing. But yeah, no, I mean, I think in most cases, there's no point. And also, I know that's made me feel a lot better too, is just knowing that, you know, these guys who have treated me like shit, these are grown men. They're not going to just magically change because of some random girl they started you know
0: like my mindset is is like trying not to think about like why they change for that person more so that like i hope that that girl like no matter mine how i went ended things with the person i hope that that girl doesn't go with the same things that i did like he doesn't treat her as badly as he treated me but at the same time being happy and lucky knowing that i don't have to deal with that anymore
4: you just have a way of wrapping it up in a nice little velvet bow
0: a little bag
4: you guys um, that was this episode thank you so much for listening we are gonna go stuff our faces with turkey just kidding it's not thanksgiving yet but we're gonna go eat dinner and we hope you guys have an amazing holiday um we love you so much as always you can follow us on social media at crying in public podcast on instagram and tiktok and you can listen to us wherever you get your podcasts but specifically on um apple podcasts iheart and spotify love you guys goodbye Bye. <laughs>
2: Right Rug Flooring.
4: with Zumo Play.